Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. All right, hey guys, we're live uh, back here on the podcast. Welcome everybody that's uh, that are longtime listeners and um, and any of my new listeners on Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. As you know, this is my podcast, and I'm your host Shane Lakita. And I promised you guys over and over again that I would bring on people that inspire me, that that motivate me, and get me moving in the right direction towards my journeys, whether it's professional, personal, whatever. And this guy that I've got on here with me today is one of those people. We met during the time of pandemic. We met during the time of quarantine online, never met in person, but I feel like he's a friend of mine that we met throughout the whole entire time. I want to introduce Joe Atang with me today. If anybody doesn't know who Joe Atang is, we'll get into that in a minute. But what's up, Joe? How you doing, man? Dandy like candy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good, man. I'm super excited to be on here with you. I know. Dandy like candy. I love that. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, good. So listen, um, guys, I'll just give you a real quick snapshot real fast, and then we'll get into some of the uh, the details of what I, I, the reason I brought Joe on here and uh, kind of tell his story a little bit. But Joe and I, we met um, basically, I, well, I've been on TikTok now since I actually um, the, the, at the anniversary of Kobe Bryant dying was my first actual video that I ever posted was me going for a walk. And I said, I'm going to get on there. And I said, appreciate life, hug your kids. That was my first video ever that I, I did. So it was I almost one year to the day, man. You wow. know what I mean? A pretty, pretty solemn day that that was, you know what wow. I mean? Wow. I don't think so, I paid attention to that. Yeah. So I, I, that was my first video I hopped on and then I started hopping on these lives and this guy over here, Joe, or over <laughs> here, I should say, whatever, whichever direction I'm looking at Joe right, right. was literally, literally online and he would go live. He got a, you know, first thousand uh, followers or whatever it was, which is one of the requirements on TikTok that you have to have. And basically Joe got on there and I saw this guy sitting there with this small little like Google, Google home or whatever it was, or little Google unit that he was on there making phone calls to people on his lives and just communicating with people. And there was like four or five people in there. We were just kind of communicating. And I'm like, I love the guy that this vibe is. So first of all, Joe, it's different than anybody does on these lives. Nobody else does this that I know of. There may be a couple people here and there. But what came up? What did you, How did that concept come about yourself when you were on TikTok and you're on a social media platform for you to be able to make phone calls with people? Tell me a little bit about that strategy and what you were working on with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been on social media for a while. Uh, you know, started off with Facebook, transitioned into Instagram, um, transitioned into YouTube, where I really started making videos. Yeah. And all throughout that, I feel like one of the main things I've been looking for was connection, you know, just be, to be able to connect with like minded people. And I see that being the opportunity for social media. And so uh, I'm really inspired by, you know, uh, but for people out there who don't know, by Gary Vee. And on his YouTube channels and his platforms, he's always reaching out to his fans. And I thought that was something that I'd want to do whenever I was able to, you know, grow a platform that at size. And so uh, going on TikTok and realizing that, um, you know, I built this audience on there uh, at a thousand followers. I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and just jump right in there and see if I can get people to call in. And it was fascinating. Like you said, I only had four or five people in there, you know, in, in the beginning, but just to even have people call in and hear their voices opposed to reading the comments was was super fascinating for me. So it's uh, never looked back since then. 
I love. Well, so here's the thing. So when you first got into all the social media, because you're you're uh, you're pretty crafty with the way that you um, you brand yourself on a lot of these platforms. And I know I talk a lot on the podcast about branding and and really marketing yourself in a way that whether you're doing it to be able to build an audience or whether you're doing it to inspire folks or whatever. Right. When you were going through all these social media platforms, even before TikTok, tell me a little bit about you know what what's your overall strategy? You said it was about connection. It's about meeting people or having conversation. Was that on all the platforms that you were that way, or did you find that this one platform gave you more of the ability to do that like tell me a little bit about that journey of, of where you were at with that i think you know it's interesting the whole journey of like social media all together i think you know when you first when i first got on on facebook it was like 2007 maybe 2000 2006 ish right and yep. you're, you're getting on just to be social and interact with your friends and be goofy right so transitioning from there uh onto like a platform like instagram where you start to discover and, and meet new people out there in the world, you start to realize like, man, this is more than just, you know, interacting and being silly, you know, that you can right. actually make a difference. And so I, uh, I don't know, I just stumbled across accounts like Gary's and, you know, just, just realized like, I want to use my platforms as a resource to be able to not only connect, but to be able to inspire other people. And so uh, to be honest with you, to your point about TikTok, it's, it's been one of those platforms uh, that, I would say is one of the most positive, supported, supportive platforms that I've experienced. Yep. And um, I think that plays a huge role in me wanting to jump out there and get on the phone and connect with people because I felt the connection being so, um, the love just being so real on there. So, yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, as you and I have talked about in the past, I, you know, I, I very similar paths with the whole entire social media. As a matter of fact, I stumbled on the social media piece because I was <laughs> blogging about weight loss and I was just, I was basically just doing something therapeutic for me and I was sharing in a weight loss community. And and what's funny about it, Joe, is that I, I it, it evolved into something more yeah. than just the weight loss. Uh, people started to connect with me because they liked some of the things that I was saying. They liked some of the thought process that I had. They were like, I really love the way that you thought about this or the way your perspective on this was. And I was like, wait a second, maybe there's something more to this, right? I, I'm literally just writing some words on a little blog or going mm -hmm. through Instagram posts or in some social media platforms and whatever. And so my journey, of course, took me podcasts and then also social media. And I and I, I met a really a few really, really good people. One of my good friends named Jonathan Giordano, who's a, on the Mud Hustler, who does cooking, right? He does a lot of protein based cooking. And so part of that weight loss community was he had the recipes. I had the thoughtful process and we teamed up really well together. And we were like, you know, doing lives together and we're doing all kinds of stuff. So what I noticed was you could really connect with people and make an impact on people's lives really quickly, just with a, a, a 30 second to a minute conversation. And it blew me away that we could do that. And, and, and the reason that I got into TikTok, to be honest with you, at first it was to go with my son, right? Cause I was right, right. on him like that. <laughs> like most people, big, I think. Right. Exactly. But yeah. the biggest reason was because I also am a follower of Gary V's overall concept of if you believe in something and you want to be able to put yourself out there or you want to be able to move forward, which I saw the impact that it started to have, go with it, right? right. Continue, be consistent, right. put yourself right. out there, put it out there multiple times. Right. So, Keep on going. And I love that strategy, which I never really took into play until I started really listening in. And then when I met you, you're a big Gary V follower too. I literally was like, oh, you know what? This guy's right in alignment with me because put the content out, keep on going, keep driving and keep moving. Tell me about Gary V for just one moment, because I know that's a, a common bond between you and I. 
why does Gary V resonate with you so much in, in your overall strategy and what you're looking at things? Yeah, for sure. I want to, I want to add something to your point real quick and I'm going to jump right into Gary V. So you're mentioning how you stumbled across like social and you were blogging and you started realizing like, you know, uh, you can actually connect with people and, and inspire people through just your thoughts. Uh, honestly, Shane, I don't know if you remember when the first time I stumbled in your life, uh, so I stumbled in your live and I'm there, right? And I'm hanging yeah. out and I'm like, this dude, first of all, you know, has an amazing voice, has a great, <laughs> great beard, love your artwork, you know, but I, what I, what, what kept me, what was sticky about it was I just loved what you're talking about. I loved how thoughtful you were. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, man, I want to, I want to hang out. And then when I started asking you questions about, look, what's your setup like? And you were able to respond back to me and, and connect on that level. I was like, you know what? This dude's genuine. I want to follow him. And I think that's the beauty of social media is that. If you're intentional about it, you can go out there and greet and meet like-minded people um, like you and I've met. And I, I, I really appreciate our friendship uh, both on and offline. So I just want to make sure you uh, you realize that. Little shout out. Little shout out for Liquid Chano. I like <laughs> <laughs> Well, Well deserved. But Gary V, man, you know, I, I mentioned Gary a lot. And uh, I actually want to take a step back and, and have you guys realize for a large part of my life, like, you know, 10, 12 years, I, I was dedicated to just basketball. And it wasn't until I graduated university. And actually when I was there in college, I, I was undeclared. I didn't know what I wanted to pursue uh, professionally. And my dad was like, you should just try out marketing. I was like, cool, I'll try out marketing. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to try to go play professional basketball. Is that what you wanted overseas. to do or your dad pushed you that direction? He said, no, oh. my, my, my dad definitely pushed me in that direction because, gotcha. because he knew how passionate I was around, around, the around the game. And he was like, you know what? Once you're done playing, you can always go go get a job for like Nike or or, you know, brand yourself in the sports arena. And I was like, you know what? That that makes sense. So I did that. But in the back of my mind, Shane, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go pursue professional basketball and be a basketball player. Exactly. Um, so gra I graduated university and uh, my mom during that time had opened up her, her hair salon mm -hmm. and uh, I started to dabble in the network marketing, which was like my first true, true venture into like entrepreneurship. I realized yep. that, you know, people were, uh, give a shout out, Courtney, wave. Hi, Courtney. You're, you're, on, you're, you're live on show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I realized that, um, that, um, yeah, you, you definitely killed my train of thought there. That's all right. <laughs> you, you were saying, you were saying you graduated, you graduated after you had marketing and you were going to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so network marketing, uh, realized that that was my true passion for, uh, for people and, yep. and, you know, business could be this exciting, wonderful thing. And, and so I made the decision that, you know what, my shelf life of, of playing ball is, is coming to an end. Let me go ahead and partner with my mom. And the main reason why is because I wanted to, uh, to uh, market my my network marketing products on there. Yeah. And so through there, I discovered a coach, a business coach around marketing. And I fell in love with just the whole idea of like concept of it. the concept of marketing and branding. Because yeah. that was really my first time taking it serious. And I was like, you know what? This is something I really want to do and take take serious. So through that whole program and course, I discovered Gary V. And the thing that really stood out from him was that he was so down to earth, you know, and really practical about his advice. Right. And uh, the the main you piece scare people away, though, with it, with the with the brashness. Of oh, it, for right? sure. For sure. Away. For sure. And yep. I think if it wasn't for my competitiveness and like the, the, the sports background that I had, my sports, you know, background that I had, I don't think I would have received this message like I did. Right. But I, I loved it. I loved his bravado and his energy. But the main thing that he made me realize from a business standpoint is that you can go out there and chase sales all you want. 
but if you don't have a, uh, if you're not building your reputation and people don't know about you, your story or what your mission is, then you, the lifetime value of these customers are, you know, you're not going to really have a true lifetime value. So I was like, you know what, that's a really good concept. Let me go into really, you know, understanding branding and, and all that jazz. And that's how really that's where my passion lies today. Isn't that interesting, man, that you were, okay, so you're in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, uh, Josh, thanks for that comment. Look what he says. He says, lots of good oh, knowledge. And one I love it. I love it. <laughs> so um, it's interesting that you, okay, so in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, your path is going to take you basketball, right? It's going to go down the road of basketball, even though dad was there to say marketing and kind of give you maybe that sensible feel. I know right. you kind of tie the both together to say right. basketball right. and marketing can work well together, which it does. You see LeBron, you see James exactly. Harden, you see all these guys. Exactly. It all works in conjunction with each other, right? But it's interesting because you're thinking to yourself, this is, the, in my mind, this is the direction I'm moving, right? And then all of a sudden, life kind of takes you a weird direction, right? All of a sudden, you're thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, let me try to go over here. Now, what what really caused that? You said that you got to a point that you just made the decision. Was it injury? Was it anything like that? Like, what was it that basically caused you to take that left turn to say, I'm going to go work with, you know, salon business or go down the marketing track? Like, what, what, what caused that turn? Yeah, good question. I, me pursuing professional basketball was something that I chose to do. It wasn't something that came up because I was such a great player. Okay. You know, it was something that I was just like, that's the next step after you graduate. Let me just try to do it because I do right. love the game so much. I I went into the real world. And like I told you, I started dabbling in the network marketing and meeting so many different people and hearing their backgrounds and their stories and their successes. And I was like, man, there's a lot more to life than, than just this basketball. Right. And so right. I think me just being thoughtful about where I was made me realize that I could dedicate the rest of my life, like really trying to push towards making, you know, 2K, 3K overseas to look cool, right? Or right. I can actually start to build um, something meaningful that, you know, would would uh, matter to, to myself and my family. So so I, so the reason I bring that up is because I love I love the concept. You know, I'm a thinker, right? So I'm thinking I to myself, it. okay, so here we are going down the road. Everybody, everybody on this that'll listen to the audio version of this and that's watching right now, we all have a visual of where we want to go and what we want to do. We have an idea of what it is. And then all of a sudden, maybe something comes up that makes you change your pace. Maybe you find a passion towards. The key to it is, is you listen to that, right? You actually opened your eyes and your ears and said, okay, realistically, am I going to be a professional basketball player? Realistically, do I want to go down the road of trying to sell myself in the European League and do this kind of stuff? Or realistically, is it I find a passion with this? I really love this aspect of it. Let me open my eyes, eyes and ears and start to drive that direction. So many people don't do that. We don't open our eyes and our ears to understand that there are many other things out there that you could do. But we just settle on or we try to drive so hard towards something that may not be achievable. But when we can take a left turn or a right turn and really start to achieve those things, that's amazing to me. I have a question for you that's made, making me think about it. And it's a question for myself as well. And it's like, why why do we do that? You know, uh, why do we try to push push away from the things that really excite us and chase mm -hmm. these things that maybe society judges as awesome or cool? Because I feel like that's really the reason why I even was pursuing professional basketball. Because it got to a point where I was like, man, this is this is becoming like like this is becoming a little mundane for me. Like I'm, right. you know, I'm, I'm putting in a lot of effort and not too much is going on and I'm meeting all these other people and I want to pursue that. Like I, I see this as something exciting, but I still want to kind of pursue this. And I, I think, you know, cause hindsight is 2020. It's because I think it, it looked cool. Right. Know? 
Right. Well, so I, I think the the only answer that I have with it is that we we as we age and we get older, our priorities change in life. They always do, right? So Absolutely. when we're younger, we want to be cool, we want to look cool, we want to be part of whatever the cool crowd or whatever. But I think there's something a little bit deeper layer to that because I think society causes us to do this kind of thing, right? Society looks at us and says, You need to follow in alignment with this type of thing, whether it's the people that you're hanging out with, whether it's the magazines you read, the television shows you watch, the things that you find passionate when you're a kid, you grow up a certain way, whatever it is, we're patterned to think to ourselves, this is the path we have to take because it's just the path we have to take. And then we automatically get our brains thinking that we've got to go, got to go, got to go without really being open-minded to be able to learn and pivot and be able to move around and say, wait a minute, maybe that's not the avenue I have to take. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's, we feel our, sometimes, and I've, I've had a couple podcasts about this before, we feel sometimes that we're a failure if we don't mm -hmm. achieve those goals that right. we try to be able to put in place, right? right? And when we feel like we're a failure, nobody wants to be a failure. Nobody wants to be feel like they're they fall on their face and they're like not going where they want to go. But I think we're afraid of that, and we're and we're fearful of the fact that we don't want to look like that. So we're going to keep on moving forward. We're going to keep on pushing forward. Uh, now, me, I was forced to just this year, right, with the fact that I've done the same career for the last fifteen years, and now literally it stops for me. I lose my job and now I have to look at a whole new wide range of things that I can do, whether it's podcasting, whether it's voiceover, whether it's a new job, whatever it is. And I'm forced to actually make that decision. But a lot of people that just continue to be complacent and go down the road of just doing the things that they don't really want to do, they never are forced to do that. And then next thing you know, by the time they're 60, 65 and 70, they're looking back going, man, what was my life really worth right now? Exactly. Right? I mean, like really, and I exactly. don't want to live like that. I don't want to exactly. be in a lifestyle like that. You know, I think that's why we get along so, so, so well. And I think it's the beauty, the beautiful thing about it, uh, whether you agree with me or not, is that it's an individual thing. Because there's right. nothing wrong with pursuing. I have a lot of friends who play professional ball or are yep. pursuing that. And I think that's great. Um, I could, someone could tell me and say that maybe it was this shiny object of network marketing that was so attractive. And you thought that was the cool way to go. You know, who, who, I think it's an individual thing. And I, oh, true. I go back to what you're saying of you understand you and you know what you become passionate about and what really matters to you. And I think it's up for you, up, up to you to decide at that point what direction you want to you know, take your life. And I do agree with you. I think a lot of us don't do that because we feel like we failed on the current path that we're on. And right. that's not the case at all, you know? Right. Yeah. I was having a conversation this morning. It's funny. We were talking about this, Joe, and we were talking about, um, the ability to be able to enter conversations and enter uh, ideas, right? We're in a weird place in the country, weird place in the world, right? Everybody's divided. Everybody's right, right down the middle. And we're not really listening to each other. We're not opening our ears and our eyes. And I, I, I talked a lot about if we could get to a place where we could actually enter conversations knowing that or entering conversations thinking that we may be wrong and that we're trying to listen. It's the same concept of this mm, right here, whatever damn, strategy. If I, if I enter a conversation going, I'm wrong, I need you to teach me. And let me know the direction of what I need to do. Maybe change my mind or maybe kind of move me a different direction. The world will be so much better because what we do is we enter conversations right now, just like what we're talking about here with life choices. Wow. We go in going, this is right. I'm right. And you're wrong. It, it literally puts this stop on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. It's so true.
So yeah, I had a friend that told me that once. She said, enter your conversations literally thinking that I'm wrong in this conversation and I need to learn the person, listen to the person around me. And 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 I tie it right back to all of our life strategies, right? Like you listen to what was going on around you. You listen mm-hmm. to your own passion. I love what you just said a minute ago about it being an individual thing because a person, if they listen to themselves a lot more and they, they really tap into what they're truly passionate about, we could, I mean, literally take over the world if we wanted to like seriously like Absolutely. you could be on such a path Absolutely. if you just listened you know what i mean Absolutely i believe in that and you know you know what's what's ironic about this conversation too Shane and you know you and i can we can we could really start to get into some deep deep combos but <laughs> um throughout i've always felt pretty intuitive as a person i just wasn't as aware of how intuitive i was until i started to after i graduated get this coaching form from um, a mentor of mine. His name is Craig Ward. Shout out if he ever watches this. Craig Ward, nice. Yeah, he really started to expand my mind on being self-aware, you know? And I feel I attribute a lot of my decisions that I've made in my life um, post-graduating towards that that education I was receiving. So how do you do that? How how have you done that so far to be self-aware? That's a great tip to be able to give to anybody. How do do you have things that you do personally that causes you to become or put you in a place that you can become self-aware of how you're really feeling? Do you take moments? Is there meditation? Like like anything that you do that you could share with the group to be able to say that? Because a lot of people, they don't know how to look inward. They're always looking either outward or what's going on around them or everything is a, a is a whatever's happening is the cause of their failure, right? It's everything else's fault when they really don't know how to look inward and really be introspective. How do you do that? I think from a 30,000 foot per, you know, perspective, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm a sponge. I'm real curious. So I go into situations and I start asking myself questions of why do I like that? Why am I so into that? Why don't I like that? I think as I've gotten older, I continuously ask myself those questions. And like I said, I feel like I'm becoming more self-aware and the tools that are helping me do that. You know, on top of, you know, my mom, when I was working out for basketball, she gave me, she slipped me this iPod and it had like Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins. Oh, mom, dropping nuggets. (laughs) Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Dyer, you know, in, in, in. Zig Ziglar was great, by the way. I love that guy, man. man, Amazing. All of, all of them were great thought leaders. Right. And so listening to their practices and their mindsets help I really do attribute a lot of the way I think to just listening over and over and over when you're running there's only a couple things you can do you can look forward and focus on your breathing or you can put some music or audio in your ears and just listen to that the entire time so I was running and working out and just listening to these tapes over and over and I feel like that conditioned me to ask better questions of myself but um now today I would tell you Shane that I I put I put myself in the position where I'm trying to consume something that's positive, that's that's forcing me to to be thoughtful. And I'm doing a lot of meditation, you know, taking, you know, two moments out of the day, 15 minutes each. And it doesn't just, take much. It doesn't take much in the sitting in silence. And, you know, you're asking yourself questions a lot throughout the day if you don't realize it. I think I did a Google right. research and it said that, you know, the average human thinks about 6,000 thoughts a day. And there's a large percentage of those thoughts that are questions to yourself, right? You interacting with you. And so... I feel like meditation has helped me become, <laughs> this is going to sound a little cheesy, but like one with myself. And right. um, as I'm, as I'm doing this more and more, I keep like, you know, revealing new layers of, of who I am. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me, to be honest with you. Somebody brought up on my live this morning when I was over on TikTok this morning, they said, we ask ourselves questions or we make comments like 60,000 times a day. It's like a crazy amount of numbers of the thoughts right. that go through our heads. 
what you're talking about here, though, is being one with me, even though it does sound kind of kumbaya or you know, <laughs> kind of out there, right? But what it is, is, is you're listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to the things that we say to ourselves. And sometimes that can be a scary place, right? If we really listen to everything that we're saying to ourselves, right? think about right. all the things that we tell ourselves, right? When you first wake up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you usually see? A lot of people wake up and they wake up, whether they're on the grumpy side of the bed and they're looking up and they're like, my hair's all out of place. My makeup looks horrible. My beard's out of whack. I feel like I'm overweight. I'm all the COVID pounds. I got all this stuff going on, job loss, whatever else. Instead of actually tapping into the fact of what am I grateful for? How can I reframe those thoughts just a little bit? It doesn't take much. You said a second ago, those meditative things that you put into play, it takes five minutes, if that, two minutes to be able to say, how do I change my frame of what I'm looking at to be interested and really find out what I'm truly passionate about in that introspective piece and also compliment myself every once in a while because we don't do it enough. We don't. don't. Absolutely. Big time. And it's a practice, right? And that's why I feel like the two main components that have really helped me out is, you know, just finding resources or things to listen to that just you know, it motivates you. It it keeps you uplifted. Right. And, um, I always tell people, you know, if you're in a place where you can't think positively for yourself, always borrow someone's words. It, it's the same effect, you know, um, over the long term. And so finding that those resources and then actually implementing those practices with myself. And like you said, going through, you know, some of the toughest thoughts are ones that you have with yourself, but being able to go through that, right. And, and not judge yourself for going through that and really like listen and learn about yourself really begins to play out in a positive way as well. You learn how to, you learn how to appreciate and talk to yourself better, um, in those moments. Yeah. I, I I love that. Uh, So let me ask you this then. Okay. So I know you and I've talked about this before too, and you have a lot of people that are in your lives that'll ask you these types of questions. One of the things that I've always been asked is because I'll, I'll bring up the whole thing of like this morning, my coffee post was, I put my coffee in the air and I said, I'm looking outside. I see the sun. I see the snow out there. I see everything. I've got my driveway shoveled. I got everything else. But what I'm thankful for is the fact that I have a warm roof over my head. I've got the health of my family and I'm thankful in this moment right now when I could complain about a thousand things that are going on but i but i i i made sure that i called that out and so somebody direct messaged me and said how do you stay so positive all the time and i'm always talking about the fact of guys it it isn't it doesn't just come naturally it literally takes work sometimes now there are some days that are so much better that i can literally wake up and go the sun is shining and i'm getting (laughs) up and the bluebirds are flying around and the sun is coming in and i feel like a million bucks but most days I wake up, it takes work and energy to reframe the brain yeah, of what we're patterned on. Tell me a little bit about that, about you, Joe, because I know every time somebody goes into a live, they always say, how do you always, how are you always smiling? How are you always like, what's all the positivity from? Tell me a little bit of your perspective on that. Man, I agree with you. I think, you know, it, it's rare to find those days. I think it's getting better and better, but like, it is rare to find those days where you just wake up and everything is just like so blissful. Right. And you're just like, yeah, let's go. It does take work. It really does take work. And, uh, for me, I think it's just making sure that I, it's the fundamentals going back to basketball. There's, there's fundamentals on how you dribble the ball and there's fundamentals on how to shoot. And I feel like there's fundamentals on how do you live your life? And those fundamental practices are, you know, finding, like I said, the resources or some kind of positive fuel to put yourself in a, in a, in a good position to be able to be grateful and, and see that life is really the prize. And so I really do work extremely hard to get myself in a place where I have the right perspective going into my day. And 
that's something that I rinse and repeat. I try to, you know, it's a morning ritual that I have and I try to rinse and repeat every single day. So I love the, the term wash, rinse, repeat. I had a boss that used to say that to me all the time. Wash, rinse, repeat. If you know something works and it's going the right direction, wash, rinse, repeat. So let, I, I love that. What, what, so for me, okay, so there's a couple of things you just said there that, uh, that I want to pull out a little bit. So do you use basketball as a reference for a lot of the things that you do in your life? Like a lot of the things, everything you do? Almost, almost everything. You have to realize, Shane, like this was what, 12, 13, 15. I'm still, I'm still obsessed with the game. So it's like all I knew for my entire life. So yeah, I definitely, well, I'm starting to use uh, more, you know, back in the day, like, you know, Nintendo 64 references to Zelda to like, (laughs) because I was super passionate about that, but no, I definitely use basketball as a way to, to tie things together or draw the picture for for myself because there's a lot there's a lot of coaches that have done a lot of uh you know uh, books and they've written things about the strategies around basketball around the framework of practice makes perfect i mean i, I one of the biggest things i think Dude. i learned back in the day was around michael jordan right back in the day when michael jordan bet what now i know i know people will argue with me about lebron james or <laughs> about all these other players but michael jordan, jordan way. <laughs> right michael jordan was the best basketball player that ever walked on the face of the planet right so the Absolutely. thing about it is, is that dude he never stopped practicing he never stopped going through his jump shots going through his motions never he never stopped ever 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 and it it, it it blew me away to think to myself, life is just like that. You have to practice. You've got to be a well-oiled machine. You got to keep moving forward. And I always tie it back to that piece where if Michael Jordan, the best basketball player that had extreme talent, but took so much work to get there and never stopped working and never stopped grinding is the exact basketball piece that I bring to life. Like, seriously, you got to keep going, right? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Man, a couple of things, man. First of all, you just blew my mind because. I think there's a reason you asked that question and it's the exact reason why I'm going to keep, you know, for people who don't really know me, I'm pretty repetitive and I'm repetitive for a reason because I think um, repetition is the mother of learning and it goes all the way back to practicing in Jordan. And he was so fundamentally sound with the game. And that's because he dedicated his time every time he stepped on the court or he watched film to learning the fundamentals. And so when I realized that back in high school, that, Joe, when you're playing ball, like there's certain ways, there's certain things you need to practice every single day, regardless if you could jump, regardless if you could, you're the fastest on the court, regardless if you had the most talent. Like there are certain things you have to practice every single day to get better at this game. Once that clicked for me, I feel like that's the only reason, to be honest with you, that and, you know, the support of my my coach in high school, Coach Vic, who like was the positive reinforcement in my ears. Gotcha. That plus the, 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 the hard work on the court really is what, help me play college basketball. And so that formula of positivity and, and hard work and practice and rinse and repeat is exactly what I'm using in my life today. And I'm just, that's the conviction I have that, you know, regardless of where I'm trying to go, I'm going to get there because I know that these are the two things that have always got me to where I needed to go. So I, I love it. And and you're right. You're exactly right. That's exactly why I asked the question. That's why I was was literally going down the road because we're wired similar where I feel like if you, uh, the grind is the grind, right? Some people look at the grind as work, but I look at the grind as something that I'm meant to do, right? And something that I need to do for myself and people around me, right? Because I do feel like we help others along the process within the grind, right? So my question to you is, is that if you were to look at a small crystal ball, right? And mm-hmm. here you are, Joe, you're mm-hmm. sitting on TikTok, 
You got a little bit of Instagram. You got some YouTube stuff going. You got the salon stuff going. All this stuff. Oh, by the way, let's talk a little bit about the salon stuff because I think that blows me away. Here's a guy, <laughs> a Joe Tang that I talk to all the time that's working with salons to make that successful, bring that into play with hair care products and all kinds of other stuff. And what I love about it is, it, maybe you can dive into this a little bit more. Every time I talk to you about the salon, because I, if you notice, a lot of my conversations, I will ask you, how's that going? How's the salon right, business? Yeah, which I appreciate, yep. Because I want to know not only what you're passionate about, but I also love the fact that I like picking your brain a little bit about the strategies around the marketing and the overall feel of what salons can, how they can be different moving forward and the things that you do, right? Like the way you want to strategize on how to make it something a little bit different than the 5 million other salon things that are out there. You want to be different and bring it to the table. Tell me a little bit about that whole, that whole piece of your life, the salon piece. Yeah, so mom's been doing hair for, you know, about she's been licensed for 25 plus years and started her salon back in 2009, Innovative Looks, a hair salon in Houston, Texas. And so when I joined joined forces with her um, and started learning about marketing and branding, one of my objectives, because I just I care so much about my parents, they've, you know, without them allowing me to pursue my passions, I don't think I would be the person who I am today. And without yeah. without them show me through their example of what hard work looks like, I don't think I'd have the mindset that I have today. So mm. for me, joining forces with them, I was like, you know what? I really need to figure out this marketing thing because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, there would be nothing more exciting and meaningful for me than to have them, you know, have a company that's doing so well that they could pull out from and like enjoy the rest of their life. And so yeah. that's kind of been my mission since then. And that's where, you know, Gary V comes up because, you know, what I realized through him is that there's, there's, there's many different ways and tactics to like run a business or start a business. But the best way that I've learned from him is, and I've discovered is like through being genuine. Authenticity and genuine. Being yes. authentic and genuine. And through his example, he showed me that. And so, you know, I think I transitioned from trying to find the best sales tactics to, you know, get a dollar to now trying to, you know, build a meaningful business to where we can, you know, build some, some authentic real relationships with our guests and our employees and our staff. And, um, you know, that's just where, that's just where a lot of my, my focus yeah. and attention is lying right now. I was just building a meaningful brand, um, around, around our salon business. Right. Because, cause like I said before, there's 5,000 or 6,000 other types of salon exactly. products and whatever else. But if you find one that you have a connection with, that you feel like there is a personal connection to that, that matters. Like anybody, because I have people that are in weight loss community on my podcast. I have people that just want to be better, want to be in business or whatever. The business folks know this part of it. It's about that connection that you make with a person that that creates longevity. It creates somebody that wants to come back to you to experience that moving forward. And if you make that positive impact on that first impression, it's good. It's gold. Like they're, yeah. they're going to come back to you no matter what. They can have something over here that says it's it, this hair product can make you look fuller and make you have beautiful perms or whatever else. And at the end of the day, they're going to go back to their tried and true because you made that impact in relationship with them. You know what I mean? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And um, just to kind of like tie in the journey of where I'm at today, yep. you know, since I've been on this pursuit to like really, you know, help the business out, I, uh, I went into for like four or five years, I went to, went into consulting other companies. And the reason why is because we partnered up with a company um, that, that gave us the education and knowledge on how to set up the proper salon systems. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, you know what, if this is the best of the best in the industry doing it, let me go ahead and like join forces with them, which I was fortunate enough to be invited on and like work with them. And let me go see what other salons out there in the world are doing. 
you know. So were you a consultant, or do you just work with the consultant firm? I was. I was a consultant for you you know for four and a half five years. You know, and And um, did you work on like things like profits and losses and things like that, or or staffing and things like that, or was it more about product development and things like that? Like what 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 side do you work on? All all the above. So so leadership, uh, finances. um, You know, setting up the right leadership for um, your your staff. You know, um, hiring all that jazz. So career paths. Yeah. So. Uh, I did that. And what I realized, especially when Courtney was pregnant with our twins, was that there's a I hit this fork in the road. Right. There's there is Joe. You can you can spread yourself thin and, mm. you know, tr- raise a family and travel. I was doing a whole bunch of traveling, yeah. traveling to consult other companies and still try to manage to, like, focus and, and grow your, your, you know, grow this company over here. Or you can, you know start to hone in on what I really want to do. And I think mm. the most meaningful thing I can do in my life at this point is to to build brands that are meaningful to me and use my example of doing that to be able to help other people. Um, yeah. So so that I'm not just talking about it. I've actually I'm actually doing it. And that's what matters to me the most. I love it. I love it. You're leading by example. Exactly. Again, you're listening. You get to the fork in the road and you listen. You listen. You weigh out your options. You take a look at things and you made a a a, a conscious decision rather than being like forced to do. You made a conscious decision towards doing whatever. And I'll tell you, to be honest with you, you um, when I watch you and I see you on TikTok or I see you on these different platforms, what I love about it is is you're able to blend. And this is more the social media side of it. This isn't necessarily the business side of it. Right? This isn't the salon side of it. I love the fact that you can tie in your family. You tie everybody. Everybody that ever meets you knows that you're a family man. You've got twins. You got you're watching the babies. You got Courtney. You know you're kind of open a little bit more about that kind of stuff about what's going on and this that, and the other. And I think people love that connection with you. And I think one of the key words you just used a minute ago is about it, not only with the business side of it with the salon, but with you as a person with your brand of Joe Atang is authenticity and genuine. You are who you are. You speak your mind and you also have one thing that I wanted to share or I wanted to talk a little bit about on the on the podcast here. You have a great ability when I'm watching your lives or when you're with people and you're around people of being able to pivot and listen very quickly. You only do maybe five minute, sometimes four minute phone calls when you're on your lives or when you're having conversations and you can go from I think Faith, you and I were talking about the other day, (laughs) literally go from sitting there going the world is the best thing in the whole entire world. It's so kumbaya. It's so beautiful. It's happy go lucky. And then the next caller that hops on there just lost their dad yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they're literally talking to you about how they're, you know, feeling despair and grief. And you have an ability to be able to, which I think is a true, true, um, it's a, a blessing that you have the ability to be able to go, Appreciate let me it. listen and be able to do it. How do you do that? And tell me a little bit about what your overall strategy is around that. Cause I need to learn from that. <laughs> I, I'm a good listener. I'm a good listener, but I'm, I'm, I'm not like you, man. You are able to deliver on listening and be able to pivot so quickly and be able to give advice or even just help out just to lend an ear to somebody. Where does that come from? And how do you, how do you frame yourself around that? I appreciate appreciate the kind of words saying. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm at a place in my life where I'm really starting to become like really reflective, of like of like why do I operate the way I operate? And again, I give credit to my parents. Again, they're both effective communicators. On uh, my dad, my dad, he's more vocal and he's out there and he's like, he's the the and he's gonna bring the energy on stage kind of guy. And then my right. mom, she's more the quiet, but I'm listening. And I think that's what's, that's the gift she had to be able to build um, a successful career behind the chairs that she was able to listen because people come in, you, you hear it all the time and people who are listening probably can relate to this. Like people say that my hairstylist is like my therapist. 
You know, yes. I, think, I think some of the best hairstyles with my barber, my barber, I'll sit exactly. there and we just we chat about everything, man. I right. Right. And I think um, that's the gift my mom had. And so I think that kind of plays out with me um, through life. And, you know, I think the education I received from Craig of not only just business, but being able to be mindful about mm. about being human. One yeah. thing we used to do was I, I was terrified from it, saying like doing this, what you and I are doing right now. Yeah. Years ago, I probably would be shaken and like really, <laughs> really couldn't do it. It couldn't do it at all. No way. And it was through practicing and and watching and learning and growing. And I became really, really passionate through Craig's education about listening. Yeah. Because what he what I realized through those sales calls was that he used to mention that everybody wants to talk and you know pump up their products or services, but they never really want to listen to the needs of that person because maybe it's not your product or service that's going to be the solution to that person. Maybe it's by you listening, you can you can um, direct them to another resource that could be way more beneficial and helpful for them. Right. And everybody's just being selfish about just trying to get a sale. And so it was through that, I had an epiphany of like, wow, listening is so important. I love here. that. So I just started practicing listening. And I think I've been doing it for... I did it for a long, long time, you know, two, three years, just constantly on the phone and listening and practicing and learning. And I think that's why it plays out with me doing these calls on TikTok. Do you find that it helps your relationship too? Big time, big time. I think relationships are a little tricky, you know, yeah. but, um, but, but, but I'm seeing it play out even more and more, you know, mm -hmm. going back to the fundamentals of it, right? And so I think when Courtney and I bump heads, you know, we both, cause she's an effective communicator on both ends. She has a gift of like being able to speak and listen. Right. And so right. like we often talk about it, that we just need to listen to what our true needs are versus like what we're us trying to be right or wrong, you know, right. in the conversation. So I think, you know, what's interesting. I went to a, I went to a class while I was working for the a company that I was working for called servant leadership. And basically it was us sitting down and being able to uh, give to others to be able to get the best out of them, right? Versus directing them and leading them to say, you need to go do. It's more exactly. about investment, exactly. right? Right. And so I started to really incorporate a lot of that with my own podcast and with my own um, and everything. And it started to kind of and at work and then it bled over into my home life. And my wife would always say to me, she goes, I can always tell when you're working hard at not speaking, just listening, right? Right. Because she can see in my brain, I'm in my head. I'm, I want to say a million things because I'm loud. I'm crazy. I'm from Massachusetts. We all spoke <laughs> our mind and threw everything across the board and did whatever. But the key to it is if I can stop and listen and invest in her just for a little bit and just be heard. Right. She used to always tell me when we were young, we were, we were dumb back then. Man. We've been together for 20 years, literally in the early days. It was like, stop trying to fix a situation and just mm, listen to what I have yeah, to say. I don't time. need to have anything fixed. I just need you to listen to me. I need you to hear me. And it stood out to me. And when I went through that servant leadership that I went, that works more wonders of me to be able to sit there and listen to somebody than it does to me to be able to have to fix it all the time. They, you know, I'm going to fix the situation. I'm going to go do whatever. And she's like, I don't need that. I don't need that right now. I just need you to hear me. Right. So I think that all this stuff that we're talking about with you having the ability to do it, whether it's on your lives, whether you do it at your home, I love how it all intertwines with it's each other. Joe, you can together. see it in everything that you're doing. We, we, I think we're wired the same way that once we learn sure. a way that works for us, we use yeah. it in other ways. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think what's, what's, um, and this is just my coming from me and I know you relate to it, but what's life if you can't, you know, take the, my dad used to tell me all the time that every, every, every meeting you go to or every experience you have in life, there's, there's a lesson to be learned. 
And so, you know, what's life if we can't take those lessons and actually try to apply them into our lives? And so I think that's exactly why you and I connect is because we're trying to implement these things that we're, these tools that we're taking and, right. and um, apply them into our life. And so I love that though. Servant, servant leadership. People don't realize listening is a true, a true gift. Yeah. Like that's, that's giving, you know, being able to listen. And it is. I'm just super passionate about that. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people, I, we talked about it on my live this morning. It was funny because I was on fire after I got done with your live. <laughs> I popped off of your live and I popped over and went live and I was like on fire. I got like five direct messages going, dude, you were on fire today. What was that all about? Because I literally was like, I was on, I was on a tangent where I said, okay, if we're listening, are we listening or are, I mean, are we really listening? Like the truth of listening isn't just opening your ears and being able to sit there and go nod your head up and down and right. go, okay, I got it. Exactly. Listening is engaging with everything you've got to be able to take that moment. I had this one leader. I'm not going to lie. I went into her office one time and she was sitting in front of me. She was like my direct leader. And I walked into her office and I'm sitting down and she wanted to go over like a, a performance review for the quarter. And we're sitting down. And she has her computer open and she's sitting there typing and she's like, okay, we'll go over this like this. And she's just kind of like talking to me without making eye contact with me or without even engaging with me. And so I stood up and I said, I'm going to leave. And she goes, what are you talking about? This is a great review. I want to go over with you. I said, you're not engaging in a conversation with me. You are not listening to me and we're not having a conversation. You're basically <laughs> spitting out words to me. And she looked at me and she goes, oh my, she grabbed the computer. She closed it down. She pushes it over to the side. She turns her chair directly to me to make eye contact with me. And we had one of the best conversations we've ever had because she was then engaged with a conversation with me to listen and we engaged and I talked with her. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid. I tell all my people that are on the podcast or everywhere else, don't be afraid to call somebody out if they're not listening to you. Stop them in the moment and say, I'd rather have a conversation when we're di dialoguing with each other for us to be able to sit down and really talk and feel that heartfelt conversation that we should be having every day. You know what I mean? When when Shane goes savage. <laughs> <laughs> No, she goes computer it, down. Okay, <laughs> but but it, it's so true though. Like sometimes all we need is just to be heard. That's it. Right. That's it. Exactly. You know? And so I believe in that. Good for you. So, Good for you pointing that out too, because you probably you probably helped her. You probably helped her with her I, career. I did. Uh, yeah, and she she shared with me later later, and the fact that she, every time she did one on ones and conversations, then she closed everything down, put her phone down, and actually opened up the line of dialogue with everybody to make sure that she was engaging. So it was a great moment. But, uh, you know, for me, it was more of a selfish moment for me, but it also helped her grow because <laughs> I was like, listen, if, you, if I'm, I'm not going to waste you, you're not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. I'd rather do something more productive. Right. Right. But, okay. All right, Joe. So we're coming up on close to the time at the end of the podcast. But here's a couple of things that I wanted to be able to ask you, or at least one that I wanted to ask you. And sure. I kind of know what direction this is going to take, I think, because you've already mm -hmm. referenced it about three or four times. But if you were to think of one thing or one person that inspires you, right? Inspiration that layers inspiration to you. You've already talked a little bit about your your coach. You already talked a little bit about your parents or anything like that. But if you were to layer down one thing to be able to say this person or this this thing in my life inspires me the most, who would that be or what would that be and why? Tell me those things for you, Joe. Yeah, um, I mean it's an easy easy Gary V. And the reason Gary why the reason why is because. There's so many people out there who inspire me, like yourself, Shane. You really genuinely, I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show, like you genuinely inspire me, you know? Appreciate that, bro. I think the reason I pack I I, I like Gary Vee so much is because he has he has this like com this complete package in my mind of like what what I kind of see the world to be, you know. I think he's a strong businessman. Mm -hmm. I think he's a very empathetic, caring human being. Um, I think he's he has the entertainment factor, you know. Right. And um and he's just he just 
he kind of he everything all the things that I kind of admire about life and my my vantage point on like how I see the world he kind of has that in like one package and so for me I think that's that's almost like that's a gift that he has I feel like you know because usually right. when you meet people they're strong in certain areas and I feel like he's just he has this complete package so do you feel do you feel that you feel that way more now that you've actually had a chance to actually catch up with Gary V personally when you got to know him a little bit more as a person rather than just what you see as the vibrato and the and the Gary V on stage do you feel that you feel a little bit more of a connection that way now that you've met him like because I know you've had a conversation with them uh you know thanks to faith and all Shout those other faith. things you're able to do <laughs> yeah for sure you know uh what's cool is I think every I think that's what's amazing about social media especially early early days social media is that you know when you post a video on YouTube that was the person posting it wasn't their production company right you know and um definitely I think talking to them um it was more of a confirmation that this dude really is who he is like who yep. he says he is on on his content and for me, that's that's amazing because so that's that the reason I brought that up. The reason I asked that question, I was leading into something. Yeah, because, Joe, that's how people feel about you. Think about it. Think about it. When they meet you in person, when you're on your lives and you're having conversations with people and they get to know you just a little bit better, a little bit more, and they're getting into that intimate setting of whatever it is, your thought process, the way you feel about things. I think people, when they get to know you a little bit more, just a little bit more and a little bit more every single time. I feel as if they feel the same way that you felt about Gary. Maybe there's a Joe Atang personality that they see out here. Maybe they see you on YouTube. Maybe mm -hmm. they see you on Instagram or whatever. But when they get to know the intimate, uh, true, authentic self of who you are, and they see that that kind of matches exactly what you're presenting, right? It makes it so much more powerful for them. I know that's what I've been told about myself. When they meet me in person, a lot of people have met me in different events that I've done. They meet me in person. They're like, you're the same way that you are on the podcast and the same way that you are there. And it's so refreshing that you're not fake. You're not like a totally different person. And the reason I shared that is because I can even see some of the things that you're doing that you didn't, don't intentionally do, Joe, is a lot like Gary of where mm -hmm. we're at. So you can definitely see that there's some inspiration there with yeah. him to you and everything else. I think that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's cool. And I think I'm embracing it more and more. Like um, if you go back back when I, when, when I was posting on Facebook and Instagram, a lot. Um, well, you can't really go back to my Instagram because I have a new account, but it would have been cool to go back and reference that. Hopefully I get that account back, which I'm fighting for. But you'll yeah. see like, you know, in the beginning I was trying, I was trying real, really, really, really hard, really hard to like mm -hmm. get my message across and find that connection. I think what's having me like sit comfortably here in my seat and, you know, share my story with you is that I'm just being myself. Being and I think it's cool. I think it's cool. And for people like my boys who really, really know me and my family, like knew who I was growing up, this has always been me. And I think, you know, just by meeting people like yourself or the face or the Gary V's it's, it's through you guys' example of being yourselves that is giving me the inspiration to want to continue to shed these layers. And so uh, that's why, that's why I think the high movements is so, so important because it's just us helping to inspire ourselves and through our examples, we're helping to inspire the world. And I think that's, yeah. that's, so that, that, that's what I really wanted to talk about. Lastly was the high movement, right? The high movement. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know, if you look at, if you're on the video right now, you'll see on Joe's hat, it says hi with a little uh, hand up and on his sweatshirt and on his hand, you'll see the words high. And you're thinking, what's this crazy person? Not, not high all over themselves? This guy's, this guy's a nut job. What's he doing with high all over the place? Tell me a little bit about what high movement means to you, Joe, and, and, and to kind of bring that to the, the forefront of all my listeners that are on the podcast audio wise that are listening of who's this guy, Joe, tell me a little bit about what high means to you and that part of your brand that you're trying to bring to the table. 
Yeah. So, I mean, through, through, through my story, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just a passionate guy who's, who's just sees life as one big adventure and this whole social media aspect of it, this whole high started back on TikTok in February when I was literally sitting here in my sunroom trying to figure out how can I, how can I get more engagement from, from the people out there in the world. Um, and so I literally decided it was snowing outside decided to write hi on my hand, make, go out in the snow because I knew that would be visually appealing and just like wave out and say hi, hi to the world. And it was just crazy to me. You know, this was, um, honestly, I feel like this was pre-COVID, like pre-pandemic. Was it? Um, I, I, I feel like it was, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, it all really blends know. together right now. <laughs> Man, it's, it was a crazy year. But anyway, um, I, that was the first video that kind of went viral. Like people were engaging and saying hi back. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, now that I'm having this much attention around hi, like there has to be some kind of meaning. This, how, this, this is who I've always been. I have to m- make meaning behind all the things that I do. And I was like, you know what? And it came right to me. Help inspire. Love it. I was like, I was like what does help inspire mean to you, Joe? Like, what I've always been doing, work extremely hard and just try to be a good person. And so this is what it's all about is just connecting with people through a simple high, but, you know, and, and spreading kindness and value. I love it. I, and here's what I love the most is uh, because of your and I friendship, I think a lot of people will tag me in a lot of the stuff that they, that they, that they post for you. Like on TikTok when they do their videos, <laughs> they've got the high video and they're doing the lovely day. Right. And then they'll tag me in it. And I'm like, hey, that's the, that's meant for me too. Because hi, how you doing? <laughs> right, just because of our friendship and whatever else. But what I love about it is, is that you're starting to inspire others to help inspire. Yeah, right? and that's carries forward one positive action at a time. Everybody's heard me say it a thousand times. All it takes is one positive action to cause a ripple effect of another person doing it, and then another, and then another, and then another. And next thing you know, when all those ripples come together, it causes big waves. And I feel that if we're in a place where we can really help inspire people to be the best version of themselves, just put a smile on your face and really try to be the best version of you. It's not always easy. It's not always something that that comes, you know, it, it, with, especially in today's world, it's hard to be able to live in that space. But if you can get your, in the right frame of mind to live in that mentality of helping inspire others and yourself, let, we, like I said earlier, man, we could change the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be this big, huge, gigantic thing that you do. I think it starts with yourself and just to go full circle, which I know Faith is going to appreciate that that's where listening comes in, right? Yeah. It's, we talk about listening to other people. You have to be able to listen to yourself. And you said that a couple of times during this episode. And I feel like that's the thing that's, that's really uh, been fascinating to me is that the more you listen to yourself, the it's like the more beautiful the world becomes. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, listen, guys, uh, if you don't follow this guy, I've been putting him on the bottom here on YouTube, on Instagram, and over on TikTok. Uh, he has everything. And you're on Twitter too, right? Is it Joe Atang on Twitter? Yeah, I'm Joe Tang on Twitter. Joe, I'm Joe Tang everywhere. And again, I got into some some uh, some issues with Instagram where I lost that account. But it's Joe Tang on Instagram. Everywhere else is Joe Tang. So I appreciate I appreciate the the shout out, Shane. And I appreciate the opportunity for you to bring me up on your on your show. Listen, this has been a long time coming, man. We've known each other for just uh, just about a year now. And through social media, and we've been talking about. I, I I came on to your old cup of Joe for a little bit there, and I'm always trying to come on to your lives or whatever. We'll do it again because I feel like you and I connect really well, and we uh, we're in tune with each other, in alignment with each other, and hopefully we can do some uh, collaboration moving forward and stuff like that. But thank you so much for coming on the show for all the listeners. Listen, this guy inspires me. If you don't follow him, you need to go and follow him on these different platforms. He's always doing something positive, always pushing forward, much like myself. We're in alignment like that. And if you want to be inspired by somebody, go check him out. Joe, I appreciate your time today, man. I really do. 
I appreciate you, boss man. Okay. All right, Thank guys. So well, that's it. Uh, we're going to end today's live now. Hopefully, I can get this thing all moving here. All right. We're going to end the broadcast. We're going to be good to go. Uh, don't forget, if you guys want to become a patron of the show, I'll put the tag right down in the bottom of the podcast itself. You go to www.patreon.com slash liquid coffee talk. You can become a patron of the show to be able to donate to the show and get some tchotchkes in the meantime to be able to uh, get some shirts and some other merchandise and all kinds of other stuff. But appreciate all of you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.